This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. want to congratulate the winner of the 2023 Kids Mullet Championships <laughs> down in the U.S. This has become a pretty big thing. People are loving this contest. Is it so? It's been around for a while. Well, don't you? We talked about it last year, Jim. Hmm. You don't remember talking about Not the kid, specifically. the kids' mullet championships? I don't know. Yeah. So we talked about this last year. Let, let me tell you about this, Jim. We talked about it last year. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and this year the winner has just been crowned. Congratulations to a young man by the name of Rory Ehrlich. Which is just, a, that's, a, that's a great mullet name, too. Sure. Sounds like he could be driving NASCAR. Rory Ehrlich, mm-hmm. six-year-old from Pennsylvania. Looking at a picture of him here. He's kind of got a, 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 a blonde, short, spiky front. Sure, yeah. The back very straight and long. That mullet was strong enough to win him the title. And his mom, when she found out, got very emotional, started welling up. She was so proud of her boy and his hair. My heart is beating so fast. (laughs) It's just hysterical, and I love it. I love every part of it. It's been such an amazing, fun contest, and the community has been so awesome, and it's it's so overwhelming. We went to the barber. He wanted a mullet and uh, said he wanted to do this contest. That takes years of dedication because his hair was long. Like it's still in the back, it's, it's past very his long. shoulders. Yeah. This is like some serious work. And long from the top down yeah. at the back. Like it almost looks like he put hair extensions below like a normal haircut and he's just got like the silky smooth flow at the back. I wonder if they get out the chopsticks and check for that. You know, like how <laughs> like they check for lice. How they check for lice in the in the mullet competition. They oh yeah. They check for extensions. Oh, I guarantee see if the kids are juicing. <laughs> With some uh, Rogaine, you know? Second place here, Ezekiel Arita. His, his mullet's more of like, a, this is what my son asked for when we went to the barber last week. It's like a faux hawk mullet. Yeah, yeah. It's a little too stylish for my taste, you know what I mean? I think a it's mullet should be... not a traditional be, mullet. It's got to be a little rednecky. Like, it's got to be a little rough around the edges. It can't be perfect. Too stylish. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place, Camden Cunningham. Oh, that's a Kenny Powers if I've ever seen He's one. He's got the curly hair, yeah. so yeah, it uh, it lends to a nice mullet look. Uh, the winner, the kid who won, Rory, gets five thousand dollars U.S. <laughs> he says he plans to use that money to buy his sister an alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> what a good guy! And and a perfect animal because yeah. an alpaca almost looks like it has a mullet too, right? Sure, great flow. Uh, congratulations again to. Rory Ehrlich, the six-year-old first-place winner in the 2023 Kids Mullet Championship. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got to share this news. Barbie is now Warner Brothers' biggest movie ever. Wow. Christopher Nolan, poor guy. First, he loses the box office battle opening weekend with Barbenheimer. (laughs) Barbie was the bigger movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they both uh, were released at the same time. And now, The Dark Knight, which is the previous champion, has been topped by Barbie. Mm -hmm. So The Dark Knight made in North America $536 million. Barbie has now made 
$537.4 million. Hmm. So Barbie beats Batman for a more iconic American character. Now, worldwide, it's a bit of a different story. Barbie's made $1.2 billion, which is f- okay, I guess. <laughs> it's only Warner Brothers' second biggest global hit, though. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is still ahead mm, okay. with $1.34 billion. That gap's closing quick, though. Yeah, the Barbie movie's still in theaters. Yeah, they're probably going to surpass that one, too. Uh, other box office milestones here. The indie film, The Sound of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've heard of that one with yeah, Jim yeah. Caviezel. Uh, he's like uh, child trafficking. He's he's cracking down on yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's made $174 million. I wonder if that's a record for an independent movie. <laughs> it's that's pretty good. It's pretty up there. Yeah. It's made more in North America than Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible this summer. Wow. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> That's huge. Both those movies on track to lose a hundred million dollars each. That's that's crazy. Honestly, these days the, the movies are too expensive now. Like the Indiana Jones movie costs three hundred million bucks, and from what I understand, you have to double that budget to make it back or to make a profit because of all the uh, advertising budgets and everything else that goes with the it. Promotion, plus, yeah. Plus, the theaters are getting a cut from the movie ticket sales as well. So the pr- production studio has to double how much the movie costs. So when you're making these movies 300 million bucks, you have to make a half a billion back. It's a hard thing to do. You know what would probably cut costs? Remember back in the day uh, when you just get a younger actor to play <laughs> yeah. the younger version of the character instead yeah, yeah. of uh, digitally uh, re-de-aging yeah. Harrison just Ford? His face. Just his face, too. So he has an old man gait and walk and body <laughs> movements, but his face is young? <laughs> yeah, that probably cost, uh, there's the $100 million yeah. you're going to lose. <laughs> you know, River Phoenix was good enough in The Last Crusade. He played the young version of Indiana Jones. Nobody oh, complained. That. Yeah, that's cool, though. So just get younger actors I to play know. younger people, and you'll save a lot of mo- money movies. Yeah, and I don't know what went wrong with the Tom Cruise thing. You know what I think went wrong? Why they didn't make enough money? They showed too much of his big stunt in the previews leading up to it. They sh- If you went to the movies last year, you would have seen a preview of Tom Cruise jumping that bike over that gorge, and it was the climax of the movie. Yeah. And we all saw it in the, the in the preview. The whole thing. They gave it away times. for free. Yeah, they should have cut it right before he launched it, but it shows him launch it and deploy the parachute in the preview. Well, we you know for sure. We know for sure there's going to be another one of those movies even <laughs> though it's it's lost 100 million. Yeah. It's uh it's part 1, Dead Reckoning part oh, 1. Yeah, yeah. I think Dead Reckoning part 2's already in the can. Hmm. So Maybe they'll lose $200 million on the next one, on the sequel. Pod committed. Barbie 2 might beat it opening weekend. <laughs> They're definitely going to make another one of those. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Britney Spears, poor gal. Looks like she's getting divorced again. No. Wow, what is that? Four divorce, three divorces? I'm trying to think. Federline. Fed famously. Jason Alexander yes. plays George Costanza. The weirdness of all that story. <laughs> no, it was a, a different Jason Alexander. High school sweetheart, right? It was Yeah, that came back into her life somehow. Yeah. During her troubled times. I mean, not that they're over. He was just arrested trying to crash the wedding yes. a couple months ago with her new husband. Sam Asgari. 
So yeah, it's I don't. know. I mean, what's it's, going on with this Sam Ascari guy too? Because we all know how public Britney Spears's troubles are. She's have she has a lot of issues, and we understand that. Now to marry her in the midst of all that, what's going on with that guy? Yeah, uh, like I, I'm a little suspicious of of his motivation. Maybe he had good intentions. He thought he could help her. He thought he could be there for her. white it's, knight savior. It's us against the world. I don't know. It is sad though because yeah, I, I follow Brittany on social media and some of the posts she's making. It's yeah, you, you question whether or not not she was better off uh, having people making decisions for her under the old conservatorship. I mean, at the very least, she starved for attention. That's the nicest thing I could say. Because, it's what it seems like. Yeah, it's some very odd behavior. But when you, uh, your entire life, you're raised in that, you come of age in that uh, environment where validation is people looking at you, commenting on you, liking you. Sure, love is attention. Love is attention, yeah. right, and however you can get it. It's good, um, but uh, Brittany and Sam reportedly have been having issues for months. A blowout fight. Brittany would get physical with Sam, according to some people. He hasn't been staying at the house much, and uh, he is trying to get more money than was agreed to. Yeah, see, there we go. In the uh, prenup agreement hmm. by threatening to release extraordinarily embarrassing information about Brittany. Okay, that sounds so like blackmail. There me. are rumors that there could be some blackmail-esque behavior yeah. going on here. There's only one man that can save Brittany. Who? A fully denimed Justin Timberlake. <laughs> we need them back as the pop power couple. I'm sorry, Jessica Biel. We need Justin right now to save Britney Spears. They can roll around town in their denim, matching denim outfits like they did in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it'll make everything right again. <laughs> they really, in those, in, I know the exact denim outfits They're you're like talking cowboys. about. Yeah. yeah. They look like Barbie and Ken 100%. before Barbie and Ken. I think they yeah. actually actually do wear very similar Barbie and Ken outfits in the Barbie movie. Like funny the cowboy cowboys. Things. Not totally denim, but clothes. <laughs> well, the best to uh, to Brittany, and hopefully, uh, eventually, she's able to find the one. Mm -hmm. Looks like this one was not it. This is the Taz and Jim podcast, and a sign of summer getting towards the end, or at least summer vacation. Wrapping up is the CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition, getting started in Toronto tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's always a good time. I, I've been down there with my wife and her brother and the kids a couple times. It uh, It's a lot of fun. can get a little pricey, as sure, we, sure. we've mentioned a few times here. But you just have to pick what you want to experience and what you want to do. Like, is the food important to you? The crazy, me, the crazy fair food, Jim. Not to me personally. I like a good. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a potato that's like peeled and it's like a, a like a twister or something like that. Oh, the spiral cut potato thing on a stick. Yeah, and I don't feel that guilty eating it because it's not dipped in anything or it's not chocolate. And it's just one potato. It's just one potato, and the, my Irish ancestors <laughs> will be proud of me. Yeah, that's a good one. I always enjoy the elephant ear pastry, or I always think I'm going to enjoy it. Because you, you don't want to go on a ride after you slam one of those, do you? I get about three or four bites in, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's enough. 
until next year. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> uh, this year, some of the interesting food items at the X include cheeseburger flavored ice cream. Wow. Talk huh. about not wanting to get on a ride afterwards. Yeah, that sounds awful. Pickle fries. Sounds, this sounds, sounds pretty not bad. good. Yeah, that sounds I've, good. I've kind of heard this trend uh, is taken off the pickle fry trend. Do you know what's how it works? I don't know if it's fries actually made out of pickles or if it's like pickle flavoring on regular French fries. Yeah. But well, dill pickle chips are sick. Both sound fantastic. Yeah. I think there's shredded pickle over top of them. Hmm. Like a pickle poutine is what I'm picturing. <laughs> okay. If not, you've just invented something amazing. <laughs> Uh, pink macaroni dinner served with caviar in a bread bowl. The, that's three opposites. <laughs> How does it? So what is it? A pink macaroni? <laughs> Someone in the kitchen was throwing darts at a dartboard yeah, exactly. to come up with that one. Okay, What's let's left? go with <laughs> macaroni. It's going to be pink <laughs> served with caviar <laughs> in a bread bowl. Wow. I don't know where to start with that one. <laughs> That's like the poorest and richest thing put together possible. The, yeah, that's the two ends of the spectrum yeah, for sure. Rich man, poor man. There uh, is a new Ferris wheel, a huge Ferris wheel, the super wheel that you'll be able to experience. Okay, that's always good just to go up and just see the whole thing. Like look around and get the bird's eye view. It's it's great atmosphere, right? Also, that Pink Floyd memorabilia exhibit is down there. You can check it out at the X. I know our good friend... Nick Mason, original drummer for Pink Floyd, sent you and I both uh, uh, personalized signed cards sure. inviting us to the exhibition. Good to hear from Nick again. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll go down and check it out. We got some tickets here. Guest of Nick Mason, it says right on there. Very cool. VIP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick. We go back a long way. We were chums in school. <laughs> So a lot going on down there. Get started tomorrow, running until September 4th. The CNE is back in Toronto. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Where are all our kite fighters at? The what? Kite fighters. Like, go fly a kite? Have you not heard about kite fighting, Jim? Kite fighting, no. It's in the news in Oakville. This is a story from the Oakville Beaver. Oakville Council has passes a bylaw banning kite fighting. Counselors, vo- counselors voted unanimously during a Tuesday meeting to prohibit the sport, both public and private property, uh, following complaints from residents. This is so popular, it's been banned. I've never heard of it. Yeah. The what? underground world of <laughs> kite fighting. What is it? You, you know a kite? Yes, I'm aware of a kite. So there's t- at least two Don't kites. Don't act like this is implied, by the way. Can't you figure it out? There's got to be at least two kites from what I, I gather here. I've been reading up on kite fighting as well. I didn't know a ton about it. But uh, the goal is to sever the string of your opponent's kites. Right? Okay, so, so you have like you, razor blades on yours? Well, that's the problem here because they will use like wire in some cases uh they will crush glass and tape it to the string of the kite Mm -hmm. and then when the kite gets sliced the string gets sliced that string is ending up who knows where right Mm -hmm. so it could land in a public park it could uh land in the 
a schoolyard or a daycare center. Sure. There's stories about some of these strings falling like across a path. If somebody's riding a bike, Whoa, you know, they get line. all tangled up. Clothesline. Um, and what they, if seagulls are flying by, you know? Yeah, maybe there's a nature aspect to it as well. Uh, we've had minor injuries to horses and riders. There you go. Their nature. And far too many serious near misses with these strings. The string has been caught in paddocks, across driveways and trees, over buildings, and it's incredibly hard to see until you're literally wrapped up in it. No doubt. So this is happening enough. There's multiple incidents. Yeah. Wow. Kite fighting. <laughs> it makes me, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a kite fighting match. Sure. In the country, though, in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, you got to find like an underground old abandoned warehouse now and set up some fans, I guess. <laughs> First sure. rule of kite fighting. Yeah, yeah. In Oakville, anyways, is you don't do it because if you do, you could receive a ticket of $300 and you could be facing escalated penalties if you keep kite fighting after that. $400 for a second offense, $500 for a third or subsequent offense. Damn. I, w- I would love to hear from some kite, kite fighters. They've got to be upset about this. Yeah, yeah. This isn't good. What's the alternative? Can you make like a designated area, like a paintball area, you know what I mean, where you have right. it like fenced off or something like that? But the wind could take it any which way. I know, that's a problem. <laughs> Drone fights you could do, maybe. Switch over to drones. Yeah, kites so passe. Drones you could control a little more. It'd be like those robot fighting TV shows. Yeah. In that little arena, but in the sky. Imagine drone versus kite. (laughs) I I know who I'd be betting on. Old versus new. It's like a biplane versus a stealth bomber. <laughs> Who could win? It's like a, a hot air balloon yeah, yeah. versus, versus Maverick and yeah. Tom Cruise in the uh, Top Gun movies. Who's going to win? <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Shout out to everyone who took part and volunteered at the, uh, the Fanshawe College alumni tournament that I got to play in yesterday. Special shout out to my friend Ian from Cohen Hiley. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to golf with Ian, but uh, he had, like, uh, lawyer stuff to do. (laughs) Sometimes takes precedent. Um, So he couldn't make it, and he said, Taz, take the foursome, invite some people. So Nice. Beachy golfed with us. Paul Beachy, great guy. Uh, We had Chris Arnold from uh, the Jagermeister guy. Beauty, met him recently. (laughs) Good guy to have in your foursome. And uh, Tyler from Canada Custom Concrete. They are three good golfers compared to me. Who was the best, though? Tyler had the the long ball. We, We all had some decent shots. The thing with these scramble tournaments, if the putts are dropping, you're having a great day. But we were we couldn't sink a putt. Hmm. That's usually your forte, Taz. I, I'm pretty good at putting, but not yesterday. We were lipping out, just missing. You know, beautiful day though. <laughs> we had fun. Everyone was asking about your hand, Jim. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know if if you don't know, Jim sliced open his hand really badly. Uh, to the point where when he showed up at the emergency room with a towel wrapped around him, there was so much blood, the woman asked if he was missing any fingers. Mm-hmm. Which, thank God I wasn't. If, yeah. I, you had a, if I was walking around with a perma shocker for the rest of my life, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> That's what it I de- said to hey, the triage depends, nurse. Depends who you ask. 
<laughs> Some people would think it was it was a good what thing. What opportunity! A perma shocker. Yeah, yeah. When, when God closes the door, He opens a window. <laughs> Maybe two windows. <laughs> Maybe a door and a window. Yeah. Stop it. Well, for those concerned, right. I, I'm, it's healing. He didn't lose any fingers. No, no. He cut himself badly. But the guys at the golf course and, and the gals at the golf course who asked me about it were wondering if that's why you weren't there. No. Did the doctors say, like, do you think you'd be able to swing a golf club with your hand in the shape it's in? Not right now. I asked, like, I had a soccer game last night I had to miss. I apologize to the London Irish team that I wanted to play against last night. We got a re- real rivalry going it on. It almost but... seems like you're avoiding those guys. I know. I bet you that's what they think, too. But, no, I asked the doctor. I said, how do you feel about me playing soccer on Wednesday? He said, if you, if you absolutely had to, there's a way we could probably wrap it up that would minimize the damage. could you wear, like, a hockey glove on it or something? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that would help. I have seen the thing where it's like a club. They put, turn it into like a like your none of your fingers are out, and they they wrap the whole thing, so it's mm-hmm. like a stub or a nub, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, so, and I also said I'm doing a charity boxing match, and they said that give that at least two weeks, which sucks for your training. But the doctor thinks it'll be healed by November when you're supposed to get in the ring and fight. I mean, the wound will be healed and sealed, but when the stitches come out, which is a week to two weeks, which was, I'm leaning towards two weeks because it's on your hand and it moves a lot. So, uh, yes, I'll be good, but I'm getting weird tingly sensations running down my fingers, which are uh, making me a little uncomfortable, and like I hope I didn't do permanent damage. After you get punched in the face a couple times, you won't even notice those tingly sensations in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> be the least of your worries. Jim, how you feeling? <laughs> I don't know. My hand's tingling. Well, your nose is broken. <laughs> If you want to donate to the cause, Jim is still, he's going for it. The fight to end homelessness coming up in November, he's getting in the boxing ring. And you can find all the details on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. And I will be training tonight, too. Nice. Just one-handed or no-handed. Little shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, just posting some fun stuff on Instagram. (laughs) What are you laughing at? It just goes... Give him my hamster the thrill of his life. And they got him on a stationary hamster ball, but in front of a computer screen. And on the computer screen, it's a first-person point of view of a roller coaster. (laughs) 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 Hamster spinning in the hamster ball. And in front of him, there's like a crazy loop-de-loop and crazy roller coaster. And (laughs) I wonder if the hamster thinks he's doing it. I always enjoyed a hamster ball. Oh, yeah, my buddy had one when we were kids, and it'd be Same. rolling around like it'd run into your foot when you weren't paying attention. Bouncing off the baseboards. Yeah. Stay away from the stairs. <laughs> that would be fun. It would be confusing, I'm sure, for the hamster. Mm-hmm. I've seen the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but a similar thing where a dad will put his kid in a laundry basket, like a laundry hamper, sitting right. in front of the big screen, and it'll be the first person or point first whatever that's called. POV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first person, POV. And then pretending it's the cheap way to go to Disneyland. Don't pretend you don't know what POV is. Well, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it out of context. (laughs) Real gonzo fun. (laughs) Yeah, where you you, they sit in the laundry hamper or basket, and then as they go up the hill, tick tick tick. The dad will be behind, moving it around as it goes around the corners of the uh, 
of the video of uh, roller coaster. Yeah, and that's it seemed fun. like a, a real thrill, and I just hope hamsters are intelligent enough to realize the amazing ride they're on. I have a laundry basket at home, Jim. Do you want me to try this with you later? Yeah. You I can't to... afford the X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taz and Jim, Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's back with us on Monday. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world of sports. Uh, the Blue Jays, I can't believe they lost that game last night. They were leading, but the Phillies came back. Two solo homers from Bryce Harper. Help the Phillies come back 9-4 final score mm. of that one. But there is some good news for Jays fans. It looks like uh, Bo Bichette is doing well in uh, AAA. He's he's rehabbing, designated hitting down in AAA right now. He got two hits, says he's feeling good. Could be reactivated by the Blue Jays by Friday. Nice. Reactivated. I love it. Reactivated. Mm-hmm. We can rebuild him. <laughs> We have the technology. Uh, kudos to the English women's uh, football team, soccer team. They had a big win yesterday morning, Jim. Mm-hmm. They beat Australia, the host country, 3-1. Uh, so they go to the finals, which are Sunday. They play Team Spain, which beat Sweden earlier this week. Now, this neither one of these teams have won the Women's World Cup before, so and neither of them have actually made it to the finals. So this will be a brand new... Uh, country to win the World Cup uh, in the women's side here. And the favorite, if I was a betting man, is England. They won the Euros uh, in 2022. So last summer, they're riding high. So I have a feeling England will win. Uh-huh. Uh, but just a heads up, if you're hoping to tune in Sunday morning, the game is 5.45 a.m. Oh. <laughs> Pre-game starts at 5 a.m. The bars won't be open at 5.45, <laughs> unfortunately. You're going to have to wait till 8 a.m. They're not to just going to a... stay open? No, no. <laughs> if you need a Newcastle ale, you might have to right. uh, bring your own this time. But, um, yeah, 5.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when that game starts. Might want to catch the replay or... Uh, you know, just plan ahead. Take a nap Sunday afternoon, right? Sure, if you're hardcore, go for it. Get up early, set the alarm, nap later in the day. Uh, good luck to uh, both teams. I'm excited to hear that two teams I have no vested interest in will be playing for the title on uh, on Sunday. Happy to see Australia lose, though, after what they did to the Canadian yeah, women. Got exactly what they deserve. Australia. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Brandon Flowers, lead singer of The Killers, almost got booed off the stage the other night. Hmm. He was doing a show in Georgia. Not like Georgia on my mind down in the United <laughs> States. The country oh, okay. of Georgia over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, uh, back in 2008... Russia invaded the country of Georgia, still occupies some of the former Georgian territory. So there's obviously tensions between people in Georgia and the Russian people. Well, Brandon Flowers was performing, thought he would smooth things over, uh, use the killer's music to unite humanity. It backfired on him, though. He decided he was going to bring a Russian guy up on stage. And this is what happened when the crowd <laughs> realized what was going on. We don't know the etiquette of this land, but he, this guy's a Russian. Are you okay with a Russian coming up here? Oh! He made a beautiful sign. 
and they're turning. about being in this band is it brings people together and tonight I want us to celebrate that we're here together and I don't want it to turn ugly and I see you as my brothers and my sisters <laughs> I see what he was going for it's yeah. just tough and it's just a random russian guy yeah like it's not like an artist or something no it no was it, was a, it was a russian guy uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's your classic audience pander backfire there yeah but it, but i don't know if it's pandering because it'd be like this is a jort like it's the opposite of pandering like he should know the tension was are trying there. to be the hero almost yeah, right yeah and it, it's a nice and music does bring people together but that's that's touchy. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, people started walking out. They were leaving. Booing went on for uh, like ten to fifteen minutes. Mm. You can hear Brandon Flowers even say as they, "Oh, they're turning on us." Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he needed like four. This isn't good. He needs like five other countries on stage as well, like a big UN or so. You know what I mean? Like bring everybody together, like not specifically not just the, the Russian, Russian yeah. guy. Bring like yeah, Canadian. I don't know some random people as well. The killers have issued an apology. Quote. We recognize that a comment meant to suggest that all of the killer's audience and fans are brothers and sisters could be misconstrued. We did not mean to upset anyone, and we apologize. We stand with you and hope to return soon. Hmm. Minus the Russian guy, I'm guessing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is a warning. If you're uh, on the dating scene... Bit of a theme through the show this week about getting catfished. We don't want it to happen to you. Well, there is a woman who has stepped up and shared her story as a cautionary tale. If uh, Billy from Stranger Things contacts you and tries to get you to leave your husband for him and send you $10,000 worth of gift cards, it might be a scam. Billy, the evil shirtless lifeguard? Mullet wearing heartthrob Billy? That's that the all Billy. the Cougars love? <laughs> the Cougars at the pool. Yeah, yeah. You know, the sunglasses, Billy walks by, the yeah. sunglasses go down. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, the teenager who looks like he's 35? Yeah, the quote, that Billy? <laughs> yes. Billy from Stranger Things. There's a woman who uh, ended up leaving her husband. Sending $10,000 worth of gifts to somebody who was pretending that he was Billy, the actor who plays Billy from Stranger Things. Here she is talking about her experience. I am obsessed with Stranger Things, but the thing is, when I tallied it all up, it was $10,000-ish. I told my ex-husband, I said, listen, I said, it's not working out. I said, you're not letting me be me. You're not letting me be free. I said, I think you need to leave. So he left. Within two months, he was gone. Good. Well, sounds like the husband may have dodged a bit of a bullet there. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Get me out of this. 
Wow. A bit of a gullible uh, wife. She's yeah. like, I'm a big fr- fan of Stranger Things. Well, the strangest thing of all would be, like, <laughs> honestly, I believe that the upside down is real and aliens from another dimension were coming to kill me before I believe Billy, the Hollywood heartthrob, was hitting up a random lady yeah. and saying he was in love with her in the middle of America. So are you saying that those DMs I've been getting from Halle Berry asking me to send her uh, as many iTunes gift cards as I can. Uh, those aren't legit. I hate to break it to you. She's not just a huge music fan who's down on her luck. You're getting scammed. But she says she loves me. Uh, How could she fall for this? I, I don't know. Well, there, there was... She says the the clincher, when she really thought she was talking to Billy from Stranger Things, he sent her a message about one of the TV episodes. Did yes, you see this, Jim? I read about this. Yes, one of, there was one of the TV episodes, because he gets like killed off or something. He dies somehow. Spoiler alert, Sorry. Billy dies in one of the seasons. Something like that. But then there's a, a episode halfway through season four, and the episode's called Dear Billy, and, and Billy makes a... Uh, a comeback like he, he out of nowhere he comes back to the show and he messaged this lady hey keep an eye out for tonight's episode uh, called dear billy i'm coming back and uh, it's a secret but watch the show and i'll be i'll be making a comeback on the show and she goes oh my god how would he know if it wasn't the real billy actor how would he know well the episode's called dear billy <laughs> i could have figured that one out there's a spoiler in the title yeah like, yeah. honestly, I, I'm never on the scammer's side. I hate that a scammer just made $10,000 out of nowhere. But I'm not on this lady's side either. She has a family and a husband. And, and she, she threw it all yeah. away like, how because dumb. she thought Billy from Stranger Things. you got to be completely delusional. Without meeting her in person, fell in love with her. you gotta do. You got to do a Zoom call. I'm just anybody who the thinks very least. if you got a red flag coming up that you got to do a catfish, that you're entangled in, in a catfish, just do a Zoom call. And if there's more than two excuses, then get out. Yeah. You're getting catfished. Stop sending them money. Uh, no comment from Billy from Stranger Things, the real one. <laughs> or Imagine the fake it was one. him the whole time. <laughs> It wasn't him. Imagine, it, of course, we it never wasn't suspect. Him. There's no, no chance that it ever was him. It was not him.